0: What's up, guys? We're here at Kodawari Studios, uh, continuing the community outreach for Men's Health Unscripted. Uh, as we told you guys in some of our previous videos, this is a community outreach program. I mean, we're out here to be in our community. If we did this in an office somewhere... Well,
1: it would make sense.
0: It wouldn't, and then people wouldn't see us, and they're like, hey, why are you guys talking about crazy prostates and penises yeah, I on, the, on the microphone? Like, why are you guys doing that?
1: Oh, I mean, we're going to do it anyway. But now that we're out in the community getting involved, we got two interviews lined up here that we just finished with Annette from Kodawari Studios and Nikki Namaste. Nikki Namaste. The Yogi guys, Warrior. These were great interviews on mental health, PTSD, clarity and yoga and the power it has to transform someone's just overall health. So we really hope you guys find value out of those videos. And, uh, we got another topic lined up for you. We got a good one. We're getting into. We're, we're just
0: shooting right out of the gate. I mean, second episode. Right out of the gate. So, Steven, I mean, this is all
1: you, big man. Take it away. It's going to be a fun one, but, uh, this is definitely the, uh, the sensitive topic oh, of sensitive, sensitive topics. topics for men. <laughs> yeah. That if there was ever something they don't want to go to the doctor for or even talk to someone about erectile dysfunction. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is no joke in a man's life because it's not just the man's life. It's, Spouse, partner, family, psychology, all of it, everything's being affected by this. So the, the the prevalence of this being an issue with men and men's health as a whole is studies have it as 322 million men or so will be affected by wow. ED, ED erectile dysfunction, by 2025, the year 2025. And that right there, whether that's a small percent of the population or just the number itself, that should scare you. You're scaring it's me. Terrifying, right And I know I'm, I'm living a prostate life.
0: Yeah. Same here.
1: And it gets, You're scaring it, gets me. it gets worse. It gets worse, but it can also get better if, if you take charge of it. Um, it was, it was up to 10% of men before 40 years old will experience ED wow. and 50 to a hundred percent of men. That's a 100% statistic. After 70 years old. Well, shout
0: out to the dudes that are like 70 and still getting after it.
1: Outside of that percentile.
0: I feel like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, that's like role hey. model stats right there. I mean, we're on, if, if I'm, a, if I'm older than 70 and I'm still getting after it. They're prepared. I'm pumped, dude. <laughs> I'm fired. Hey, but up.
1: that, it, but guys, that did not happen just because they uh, turned 70 and just became lucky. They live their lives in a healthy way to get to that point. So every action that we're gonna take up until the, those ages, yeah, is they're gonna have consequences. So we want everyone to enjoy their life and what they're doing, have a healthy, fun, well-balanced life. But when I'm, diseases show up out of nowhere, they didn't show up out of
0: nowhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be even more scary than you already were, but a lot of those statistics go underreported, and guys are really not talking about it. It is sensitive. It is the most sensitive topic of sensitive topics. I mean, we're yeah. really we're out of the gate. We're addressing the issues that are in men's health. That's why we're we're proud of this. And so we want to let you guys know these statistics are alarmingly
1: underreported. Yeah. Uh so let's jump right into it. I mean uh yeah you mentioned the seven year old I never thought a seventy year old man with an erection would be a role model of mine. It is now <laughs> but- <laughs> With those statistics, how could they not be? I guess. Yeah. You, you make a valid point. Uh, so yeah. So those guys have, still getting after it.
0: I have strange role models, man. If you don't know me by now, the people I look I've up to. I've seen some of them, but anyway,
1: <laughs> it's work, It's working out for you pretty well. But uh, a tip of the hat to them for uh for getting after it. Uh, so you may hear ED and erectile dysfunction, and you may just think. The, the penis is not working well or the way it should be. And really it's the in- inflammation that a man may experience. I feel so weird saying penis looking at you, but that's what men's health is for. Just look me in the eye and say penis, <laughs> Steven.
0: Do it one more time.
1: The inflammation <laughs> that a man will experience in the penis uh, will cause damage to the blood vessels and not allow nitric oxide production, which is going to expand the, the blood vessels in the penis, allowing blood flow, and resulting in an erection. So the damage and the inflammation that they experience stops that process. So that's the the short, simple version of it, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, not everybody speaks nerd, Stephen.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> that's all well and good, but what does that really mean? I mean, how can we break that down to the people that aren't sitting in Let's a pharmacy Let's lecture? It, so. yeah. my fiance yeah. says I need to work on that. Yeah, because I have horrible patient talking skills i wouldn't say that it's horrible your bedside manners may be mediocre but it's getting podcast skills are in the middle your your, your (laughs) podcast podcast skills are way up so let's think about some of the things that could potentially cause erection so there's damage to cells our bodies are made up of cells they're everywhere and so the inflammation that's going on is damaging to the cells and so it doesn't allow that blood flow to get into the penis, and so some things that could really hamper this are some what we call comorbidities like diabetes, high blood yeah. pressure, obesity. Again, here we are yeah. talking about it. Uh, all of these. high cholesterol, and probably one of the most important ones we've We've been on the mental health okay. kick today, depression. Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness, gracious yeah uh, the the ones you mentioned. Diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. Those, like we said in our previous videos, they're going to find their way into every metabolic disease state. Depression. And I'm really happy that you brought that up because I think you and Nick had a great interview about that and just kind of overcoming those barriers. But there was a study done, um, a study of 48 other studies. So this is high-level data that took – randomized controlled trials, took other high-level forms of research and did its own research on those studies and found that about 40% of men with depression will experience erectile dysfunction. Wow. And inversely, it's got to if, cause you have, if you have erectile dysfunction, they noted a 300% increase in their subjects having erectile dysfunction
0: 300%. or having
1: depression yep but like wow when we hear these kind of studies you have to understand the nuances involved with them because the way the study was done did not identify like cause and effect relationships but then again when you look at what they're dealing with so it's more of a cross-sectional thing that 300 percent more had uh erectile dysfunction when having depression if i
0: i'm lucky i'm still young Still viral, as far as I know, but if that happened to me, there's a three hundred percent chance that I would probably be depressed.
1: <laughs> I think you would handle it pretty well you'd you'd find a way <laughs> yeah I'd just go do some yoga, maybe absolutely. Know. I mean from what we got from these past interviews that yoga is really a Really overlooked way to deal with these kind of things. Cause personally, I don't do yoga. Patrick has done yoga for as long as I've known him. Been doing it for a couple right? of years now. Yeah. And I know it's done you world of wonders and it's just, it doesn't do it for me. I'm slowly working my way to get there. I, you know, I do like meditation. I just gotta get you to a class. It, I'm stubborn as hell, man. <laughs> I'd be surprised if you dragged me anywhere. But, um, yeah, these are the comorbidities we're talking about and what a man may overlook when experiencing ed and the symptoms the signs and symptoms that come along with ed and even before ed so if you guys want to uh be informed about those check out the video we have here to get up to date with the signs and symptoms you could be on the look for we just finished talking about what is ed
0: but how do we define it are there any signs and symptoms that maybe we should be aware of
1: I mean, I feel like some of them are pretty obvious. Right. Right. Right.
0: So what's the difference between ED and just having an off night?
1: Oh, okay. Well, now we're cooking. There you go. So why is ED important? Why is it important? Let's hear it. So
0: for obvious reasons, it can really hurt the quality of life. I mean, if you can't be intimate with your partner and that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it can really, you know, hurt your quality of life. It, tends to give men feeling of inadequacy or worthlessness because you can't please your partner and then it trickles into your partner thinking, well, I can't arouse them. So, you know, it's just this really serious trickle-down effect. And also, erectile dysfunction can be an early indicator of cardiovascular disease. So... How do we kind of determine that? Well, that's a big one. The loss of the morning erection is a sign of ED, and if you have a sign oh. of ED, ED is a sign of cardiovascular disease. Doesn't mean it's going to happen right now, right. but it's there. It's pre- it's pre- prevalent in the life. So, be proud of your morning wood. It might be inconvenient, might be hard to pee, but damn it, <laughs> love that thing. I mean, it's
1: inconvenient at times, <laughs> ever since i been, to appreciate it more. Ever since
0: we've been doing research for this, if I wake up with a morning wood, I'm- Oh, you're just psyched. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I'm, a, I'm ready to get out of bed. I was pretty thrilled before, too. <laughs> it can be inconvenient.
1: <laughs> there's times,
0: That's you know, great. there's a time and a place. Just be proud of it. Embrace it. Love it. It's there. It's part of you. It's, it's who we are. It's who to embrace, right?
1: Yeah. Got to embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as we kind of go down that route, there was a uh, clinically recognized self-management questionnaire we were able to lock down for you guys. It's called the IIEF-5. Sounds terrifying, laborious. <laughs> Is that a spaceship? It's, what we got? It's the uh, <laughs> International Index for Erectile Function. Five being five questions. There's longer versions, but uh keep it simple. It's recognized by the five questionnaire. Gonna put that in the description below. Guys, check that out. Cause that's a sensitive topic. Like, like all topics we talk on this podcast is men don't want to talk about it. Just like other questionnaires that address sensitive topics like this, if you just click the link, print it out and fill it out, there's scores at the bottom. So you can kind of get a, you know, a gauge of where you're at, but you could be incorrect. Take it to your doctor. Let them take, interpret that. Take info. it to a healthcare practitioner. Have them interpret that and guide the conversation. There's no need for you to feel uncomfortable. As a man, like that's an uncomfortable thing to talk about. But if you are, let them guide the conversation in a professional way, they'll only ask you what they really need to know. And right. definitely feel free to communicate. But uh, I think definitely when we find these kind of tools, we're going to put them in the description every time for
0: every video related to it i think this is really what sets us apart i mean we have accessibility to these tools you don't really have accessibility to these tools unless you go to the doctor we're giving it to you right now and so then you can say hey you know maybe i haven't had as much erectile function as i normally did or maybe it's declining yeah and then take the survey take it to your doctor i mean there's plenty of options that you have once you get to your doctor but if you don't go to your doctor your options
1: shrink right (laughs) i guess they do (laughs) but just to kind of elaborate what you said these questionnaires and surveys aren't exclusive to us right right we don't have the only access to it it's just when you go to google or other search engines to find these kind of things you don't know what to type into the search bar you don't know what you're getting these are things that we are getting out of guidelines that we know are recognized in the clinical community so we're really happy to provide that value for you guys and uh we're going to continue to provide that for all disease states we talk about on here. Absolutely. So I know there's a lot more symptoms because uh, these questionnaires are talk about the signs, right? Yeah. Uh, when is my erection coming? When's it? Can it? Can it last? Uh, when's? When am I having trouble? I don't know all the questions, but what are the symptoms? Well, let's talk about that a little bit. I know and you got it. So, like,
0: what are you feeling? So, low testosterone, aka low T. All right. Something that can cause ED. Also loss of libido. So your sexual drive, right? That, that feeling, that tingle that we all experience. Yeah. It's a good one. It's it's, it's, it's a, good, a it's, quality tingle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, loss of morning erections, like we already said, unable to achieve erection, maintain an erection, um, unable to fully complete intercourse, which yeah. you're kind of leaving your partner hanging there and they might yeah. not like that. Not from
1: an orgasmic
0: standpoint. Yeah, yeah. More just s- literally erectile function. Yeah, it's just uh, it <laughs> right? kind of goes into not being able to maintain. And then is intercourse satisfactory? I mean, this is a men's health podcast, and you know we have to talk about intercourse in yeah, a men's health podcast. Sex
1: feels good. I mean, who are we kidding? No, I think like I said, I think you're onto something there. So by addressing this issue, we're trying to make it better for you guys. And uh, if we get a little uncomfortable with that.
0: We're too just bad. trying to improve your life, yeah. So <laughs> too bad. We'll do what we can. Uh
1: but I'm gonna have to interject on you there. Cause okay. I know you you uh what Patrick did was listed a lot of the signs and symptoms that accompany erectile dysfunction. But what a lot of people, you know, definitely people outside of the uh the clinical practice, people that aren't aware of medications and lifestyle and diet, what could be impacting your erectile dysfunction. And this, you know, I got to turn on the nerd brain here because as a pharmacist in training, this is the role of pharmacists pharmacist. You're also always talking nerd. I got to. I told you my fiance I'm, says that I can't turn it off, so why would I turn it off on a podcast? Well, you're always, you're, <laughs> we're all nerds. Listen, there are certain medications, just like there are certain foods, certain lifestyle activities, like alcohol. But medications... Can play a role in erectile dysfunction. We're not going to get into listing all of them, but this is the role of the pharmacist by acting as a central hub for your medications because you might, you may have been prescribed something by three different doctors yeah. and they may be acting against your erectile dysfunction because they don't know about it because you did not voice that concern. So you may still be struggling with that. You may have been prescribed a new medication and now experiencing erectile dysfunction. And that is the importance of the pharmacist to act as a central, central hub to monitor your medications. And honestly, companies are being built out of that concept, even here in Tampa. Yeah. And so we're proud to uh, have that growing in the profession. But you know, I had to get that out there because people will overlook it and just think I'm getting older. This is what's going to happen when really it could it be, have to be three pills you're taking that are just doing it to you. Yeah. So always voice the pills you're taking over the counter, the herbals, the teas you're drinking, your lifestyle. Prescriptions. Prescriptions, obviously. Yeah. And, you always know, voice it. Not to put
0: any a lot of weight on pharmacists, but that's a pretty easily accessible healthcare professional. I mean you yeah. can go to a pharmacy and ask questions about medications yeah. and –
1: Legally, they're required to counsel you on those. So. When you sign I, – I guess we're we'll going to get into this now because we're talking about pharmacists as, apparently. Yeah, yeah, might as well. When you go to pick up a medication at a, at a pharmacy, yeah. unless I am mistaken, but this is my understanding. Same. When you sign to pick up your medications, you are signing that that pharmacist consulted you on the medication. If you ask for it. If you ask for it, yes. But you have a, a
0: right to ask for it. Like ask, hey, what are the side effects of this? Yes. and Or if you are taking the medication and you start to experience something that's not normal, go ask your pharmacist, hey, is there a side effect that's related to my erectile dysfunction or, or any other issue? Yeah, and I pharmacists dizzy? are excited to do that. Oh, absolutely. I mean we're nerds. We love talking about this stuff. Look at us. We got a podcast.
1: You'll, you'll regret <laughs> asking a pharmacist because we will either take it to a whole other level that you weren't ready for. Or uh, just give you too much information. Yeah. But uh, that's what the profession is there for, guys. So please utilize your healthcare practitioners. Voice your concerns. Talk about what's going on in your life. And we're all here to help.
0: All right. So part three of this uh, erectile – I think it's a – trilogy at this point <laughs> <laughs> the erectile dysfunction trilogy i'd line up to say it <laughs> yeah oh i'm i've already paid my money i'm ready just take my money oh
1: uh, we're pretty invested in this trilogy <laughs> right now so. okay
0: so let's uh now that we know what ed is we know what the signs and symptoms are let's talk about and how it can really influence you know not just your penis but it influences every other part of life as uh, guys. a whole like, yeah it just influences your life so now that we know that You know, what are some things in the diet and lifestyle kind of non-pharmacological way of handling ED? So we've talked about this before. We're going to say it again. This isn't going to be the last time. And so the continuing theme means that it's pretty important. So physical inactivity, a sedentary lifestyle is kind of detrimental to a man's health, even a woman's health, everybody's health, You, you know, the body. As we heard from Annette and, Wants and Nick, the body was made for Wants moving. Move, yeah. So get up, get your butt
1: off the couch, and go for a walk. I know she okay. dropped some great facts on there. She, she said really did. Uh, three, three 20 minute walks a day. Yeah, yoga just to get the lymph cleared out. The clear walking, yeah. The walking clears it. Exercise this is not power. Lift. Not yeah. power walking. This no. is just simple. Just walking doing, the dog. Just yeah. moving. Yeah. Moving. The moving. body was made to move. So that's the gist we're going to get from these yeah. interviews. And, so
0: yeah, yeah. And then physical ag- and activity huge. Yeah. Poor diet, so eating a lot of like high-fat foods, you know, red meat has kind of been linked to some other issues in men's health and doesn't mean you got to cut it out of your life, but maybe moderation is
1: always And good. I'm, I'm going to jump on there because what those lead to, it's not that like, oh, we're against that. No. Inflammatory. That's That's the big thing here. If these are pro-inflammatory diets, what you're doing is damaging the blood vessels in the penis – and the cardiovascular system as a whole. Yes. So the diet and lifestyle that will help reduce that would obviously be anti-inflammatory signs. Right. And I, correct. I know you have more there as to, uh, you nailed that, you nailed
0: that down, but also smoking and heavy alcohol oh, use. It. So, yeah. you know, we've all heard of the whiskey D that we might get after <laughs> a, a night of drinking, but that one's know, quick right to yeah, the yeah, point that's, and down the road. Yeah. That one's right to the point, but <laughs> continued heavy alcohol use. Really can influence uh, a male, a man's erection down the road. So those, you know, three or four points are really important to a guy maintaining a good, hard erection.
1: Yeah. Uh, so those are definitely things that can help you prevent ED uh, in terms of lifestyle. But when we get to diet, you know, we mentioned anti-inflammatory diets, and there are was a collect, there was a study done on a collection of studies that looked at BPH, ED. And urinary tract symptoms. And if you guys follow our Instagram feed, these are one, it's one of the first posts we put out about decaffeinated coffee. Didn't mean to scare anyone with that. Uh, what we, what we do here on this channel is going to be different from a lot of other Instagram posts out there because you may see on an Instagram posts, oh, uh, two, two almonds a day and you won't go bald. Grab down your the nuts. Road. Yeah. Grab but a handful of nuts. You go to look for these studies. And they're not in these, these clinically recognized databases, but they are on the first page of Google. Right. So these facts that you may be getting from social media sites are like tabloid information. It's just whatever the was out there. So we are looking at statistically and clinically recognized studies, studies, documentation. Yes. And so when we look at decaffeinated coffee as an increase in 37% chance of erectile dysfunction, that also takes into consideration smoking and lifestyle behind it. Other confounding factors that may play a role. Nevertheless, that was the result. Uh, But on the flip side, let's look at some positive things. And We're not saying decaf coffee. That's the the nuances with these studies.
0: Yeah, it's more of like what they use to kind of wash the coffee rather than like the lack of caffeine or anything like that. And that's maybe some chemistry stuff that you guys don't, Probably don't care about. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like what's taken in, what's putting out to be decaf. Yeah. But we're getting off topic and that's kind of what we enjoy doing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, for positive impact on ED, again, we're looking at anti inflammatory. That's your fruits, your vegetables. Uh, the Mediterranean diet has shown benefit, but it's also shown, uh, detriment. So it's kind of either or depending on the studies you look at. Guys, these studies are changing all the time and mm-hmm. that's kind of what they do. They're churned out. Every day, different forms of studies, different levels of data, um, so you're always going to see different information. But one thing we're seeing constant: fruits and vegetables, yeah. anti-inflammatory. We can't diets. say it enough. It's, say it we enough.
0: see it. I mean, we look up a clinically recognized study for diet and lifestyle specifically because we want to be able to say, "Oh, you know, have mm-hmm. a good diet." And you're like, what the hell does that mean, guys? Like, throw that at us. And so we just try to find some valid information for you that can really kind of lock down maybe a couple of foods here and there. I mean, we're not saying – again, not saying you have to be a plant-based lifestyle or – Vegan, vegetarian, everything's good in mod- no, moderation. Just the
1: Mediterranean diet. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're, we're throwing a bunch of different options at, at you guys, and we just want to see what works. And, and so with options, with knowledge is power. Yeah. And so that's what we really find the value is just providing knowledge. Um, And it's just this, this is stuff that we see.
1: Yeah, and I don't want to sound like
0: a cliche saying fruits and vegetables, but fruits and vegetables. Your mom has been saying that your whole <laughs> life. It's not even a cliche. You
1: don't have to be a scientist to figure it Some out. Some more things we, we- – looked into and posted uh on our social uh social media feeds was more than two servings uh or more than nuts more than two times a week sorry uh drastically reduced you got to have nuts more than two times a week you got two nuts two servings and nuts yeah okay <laughs> cool but that reduced um ed to like 50 percent in some cases Vegetables, at least a serving a day. Guys, these are drastic, drastic reductions. Yeah. Because you may think of them as just your meal for the day, but food can be your medicine. It should be your medicine. Otherwise, what the old saying is, if your food is not your medicine, you'll eat your medicine as food. And we'll get off topic again. That was one of the things that really drove us to do this podcast. Absolutely. Because being in the clinic, we would call each other, Every week to talk about what we saw in clinic and not in like a a way that we bashed it, but it was so concerning that we wanted to do this. Yeah, there was was a lack of health education out there, health literacy, whatever
0: you want to call it, and we took notice in that. This is our niche. This is where we find ourselves fitting in the healthcare community because – Stephen and I would note we would notice it in lecture we would notice it in class we would notice it's everywhere. it everywhere you know in lecture or uh, sorry in clinic we would notice it everywhere and it's the same things kept popping up and it's like well
1: that's it's it's hitting us right in the face listen i don't i, mean, I don't want to you know shoot ourselves in the foot here by saying stuff we shouldn't be saying about what happens in pharmacy and people's medications but if you're in a pharmacy you know, you see the same medications in the same regimen going out in mass production because these diseases, because what you're going to see is your high blood pressure, your obesity, your diabetes, high cholesterol, all these medications essentially are getting dispensed together. Every
0: time I've been in a pharmacy, you see it. You do. And you know, we work a few hours a week as part of our. You know rotations, and it's alarming to see it. Yeah, two times a week you go into a pharmacy and you see the same things getting doled out all the time.
1: And there was a day where I dispensed twenty five medications, twenty five. Yeah, for a single pickup. And you know, I know I don't want to speak for you, but I know it's where your kind of value, where your values are at, because we don't want that. I don't I don't want to give people medications when the lifestyle and diet is struggling uh so if we can reach one person if you can reach one loved one to help them get themselves back on track guys obesity diabetes the the profound prevalence that that has in every other disease state when you're talking metabolic syndromes you're talking cardiac disease uh blood pressure high cholesterol it's going to be there with all the other ones i saw a clip
0: the other, I don't really watch a lot of TV but I saw a clip from some talk show the other day and it was alarming at they yeah. turned the whole thing into a joke and it was like supposed to be funny but it was like, oh this American diet here and there and it's like so how does the food companies of America respond? We're gonna wrap your pizza in bacon And I was just like, well you know we can at least share a good laugh about you it you know I <laughs> there's was, nothing wrong with that I am a if,
1: huge fan of how the American diet tastes.
0: And oh I, I, it's oh, it, it phenomenal it, it is phenomenal is delicious
1: and uh you know that was something i used to do all the time i guess all of america does that's something i really enjoyed eating and i figured oh i'm going to the gym i can eat this i need to get this meal in because i'm going to the gym and it's you realize there's better ways to get food in so to wrap up you guys deserve a healthy lifestyle you do it, and it, whether you have misconceptions or gaps in education about what is good for you and what is bad for you. That's equally important knowing what is good and what is bad. So we're here to provide that for you guys. Don't forget the, the link in the description for the IIEF five is going to help you assess your erectile dysfunction, where you're at. Take that to your doctor. Always voice your concerns. They're there to listen and they want you to talk. I enjoyed having this. this I love this, this show here because. I had- this is Someone's uncomfortable fun. for people to talk about, and we had a great time talking about it. We hope you guys did too. We hope you found value in this video. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Atman's everywhere. Health,
0: Unscripted. Yep. I think Twitter's at Unscripted underscore MH. It is, but that, that'll be in the description below too, guys. We got them all linked up. We'll have the link to Kodawari's website. We're going to have all the links for
1: you guys so that you can get your health on. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a like, thumbs up, comment, agree, disagree. Do you guys like what we're saying? What does men's health mean to you? Do you think we're just a couple of idiots up here talking (laughs) about hard and soft dicks? We could be. You decide. All right. See you guys in the next video. Thanks for checking in.